Action Park Media. All right, welcome to Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Connolly, and you can buy this really cool merch at VictoryPodcastMerch.com. Is that, uh, do you have my name on your shirt? What's no, going on? Medellin, a Medellin oh, shirt, which I'm I going to for Ellen. Christmas. Yeah, I know, you're you're narcissistic do like you that. Do you want a shirt that a just country. says Ellen on it? No, I do. No, I like my <laughs> Medellin shirt. And it's also, look at the back, it's got uh, Pablo Escobar on the back. What? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does, bro. It's subtle. It's subtle. Either way, we got merch. Wait, wait. We got merch are, you, are you fucking with me right no, now? No, I'm not. There's Pablo Escobar on the back. I don't, I don't see. Well, you're, I... you have bad eyes. Let me know. see. I don't know. I don't want to turn away. From, I don't want to be I off feel mic. like you're fucking with me. I'm not fucking with you. We'll right, talk well, about it. Anyway, we'll it's a great... By the way, I don't even make any money here and at all. And not only that, you but, know me, I don't like to I don't like to, to move merch. But that's I'm a great shirt. I'm not wearing merch to promote the merch. I like this shirt. It's a great shirt. Yeah. I wasn't even given one, and I financed it. You could get it. You could get it. get it from a box? But yeah, let's buy it. Beefy Scotty going to try to stop me from Let's sling some merch at victorypodcastmerch.com. Buy some merch because it will help our children eat. I have a new baby coming. (laughs) Kyle has a baby. So just buy some goddamn merch. And uh, also Dave, Dr. Dave, because I'm getting Dr. Dave is shooting me daggers. Yes, please subscribe to the Action Park Media YouTube page so you can watch all of Dave's lovely clips. Do you not think a stock tip Dave shirt would sell well? I think people would like it. I wouldn't finance it. <laughs> I, would, I would think it would do well. I and I got to throw out a shout out too, because Dave's Dave got us some edibles, and I just saw the guys from Loon. And, oh, the right? Loon, guys, Loon yeah. is that how I pronounce it? I mean, I got to tell you. They're I'm very not, generous, and they're very nice, and they run a good business. Just so we can be clear. And and Venner, and I'm talking about two things at once now, Mush, which Connolly goes into. But Venner, you know, our brilliant music guy, he, he just keeps fucking saying, like, you better own a piece of Mush, because I just keep posting it all you the just, time. Yeah. I literally, just like Entourage, I post and I use things that I like, and I, know, I like but it. It's not necessarily cost efficient. Is my no, point. that might be right. But, but I'm, I'm telling you, Mush and Loon as a combination is phenomenal. All so. right, I want to run one thing by you. We're not going to do it for victory, but we want to do an. Uh, we're talking about anyway doing an APM Patreon. Do you know what that is, Doug? Uh, no. Do you know what Patreon is? Mm-hmm. So it's additional content, and we don't know. We're, we're kicking. We're kicking it around, but we want to do. You know, we'll do a happy hour. So it's like an OnlyFans type thing? It's like OnlyFans, but with, with like, middle-aged white dudes. Because you're not going to have stock tip masturbating on no, this. No, but if dude. You, I'm just saying. Ew. That's what they do on OnlyFans. Well, it's not OnlyFans. Patreon. No, but, like, if me and you were to play basketball, they could pay to see that content. Oh, they'd be dying yeah. to see that, bro. Yeah, that would be, sure. a, that'd be quite a game. Big I heard seller. about Dave's handles. By the, way, by the way, I haven't officially played basketball in probably 10 years, but, I, Dave, I don't care what these rumors are about you around this office. I will beat your ass. But I have a question. I have a question yeah. for you because it's another ask. And I know you do a lot here Uh-oh. for us at Action Park. Oh, Jesus, he waited until he got on the mic for this. What's so happening? we're going to offer different things. So basically, if you're a fan of all things uh, Action Park Media, yeah. you would pay whatever X amount of dollars, which we're tr- still trying to figure out, to to join the Patreon for some additional content. Yeah. Right. So it's like a monthly fee. Would you commit? Oh, Jesus. Would you be willing to commit to do... Um, one or two half-hour writing uh, segments. Half-hour where I write? No, well, not where you write, where you talk to writers. So it would oh, be yeah, like, yeah. you'd if go If I talk, on. I can commit you to talking. Could, you could I commit cannot to t- commit to writing. No, no, no. Yeah. You do not have to put pen to yeah, paper. Yeah, I can but you, you could commit to- Do I get to, paid anything? Yeah, maybe. We'll talk about that. But but it would be like <laughs> yeah, the Doug I, Allen uh, ooh, whatever. I like the name. I like the right, name. Right, that would be your segment. <laughs> so for, you know, for X amount of dollars, you could, you know, yeah, we're going to do a happy hour and a Doug Allen screenwriter story-breaking course. We don't 
you know, know we're still me it down. getting into if I get to talk, you uh, love that, yeah, because otherwise I'm just home eating edibles. So right, why but not? right, but you'll you'll sit and you'll talk to writers or whatever it is for a half hour or forty minutes, yeah, couple, couple a couple couple master class, oh. master class. Wait, is that beefy? I thought beefy Scotty's back. We're this talking guy is about fast. He just <laughs> was gone and now he's he back. covers a lot of ground. But we, we, so you're down with that because yeah, that's I'm a big down, one. I'm down with anything that's talking. Don't ask me to type because I think actually Connolly asked me that. Like what you asked me to write like a half hour sitcom for nothing or something. What did you? I, I, I thought it was a dream. Like, yeah. didn't you ask me to write something on spec? I think that might have been a dream. Really? I think that might have been a dream. Right, the well. other thing is, which I think that would be a great part of, is, you know, we want to do, you know, a behind-the-scenes of uh, APM vlog. Do you know what a vlog is, Doug? I know what a vlog is. What is a vlog? Tell me what a vlog it's is. It's a video uh, blog. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. You don't have to jump in on that. Um, but what, what Scotty and I are trying to figure out, we want to, you know, obviously we're busy here. We want to be able to task that to Dave and say, Dave, can you deliver for Patreon? Can you deliver the monthly or the bi-monthly vlog. Mm. And I don't know. Dave, it's, he doesn't have big storytelling skills, so we're, we're hesitant. Dave, you got to get it going. Dave, I forgot, by the way. I played I played pickleball with Chandler Parsons yesterday, who Dave apparently wanted me to say hello to oh, from God. a cousin you or something. You did do I that, forgot. did you? By the way, I forgot, and then Dave texted me to remind me. After did I you left. say anything to Chandler Parsons, yes or no? He's best friends with them. It was so uncomfortable. How do you know? Dave? Who, Morgan what and Morgan? Lying? How do I know? Because they have hang out. Have you ever out. seen them together? Absolutely, many times. Right. Dave, what, if what Chandler Parsons walked in, would he go, hey, I'm not saying he would have to know you were I did it to him Dave. at One Oak and he knew exactly who I was talking about and he stopped and shook my hand and talked but to me. But he didn't remember you. He, he, I've never met him but it, all I had to do is say that, who I was telling Doug to mention. Morgan and Morgan? Yeah. And he, and he, so and what would have happened? Just so I'm clear. <laughs> I'm out there. I'm at Chandler Parsons' house and playing pickleball and With I go, hey. guys younger than you yeah. and stronger yeah. than you. Hey. If he would have mentioned John Morgan, Mike and Matt Morgan, he would say, absolutely, they're my best friends. So do you think it would have made Chandler and I closer? Do Probably, you? yeah, because he would have been like, how do you know who they are? Right. Do you think it would have been a good, oh. like if Doug was feeling uncomfortable, would that have been a smart yeah. tr- name drop? Let me just say, Dave, because once upon a time, my good friend Elmo, that's his nickname, but. Yeah, how many times you've told this story on I V3? Mean, you know what? This I would say in the hundreds. Episodes. I would say it's in Should the Should I not tell it? No, tell it. Go ahead. Once upon a time, I'm going out to dinner with a young, and I'm talking young, Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Wahlberg. They're barely famous at this point, but someone said they're going to be the next big thing. I get invited. I'm already, what am I, seven years older than them? Whatever the hell it is. But, you know, I'm like, I'm going out with these two young up-and-coming movie stars, and I want to fit in, and my buddy Elmo goes, yo, tell Leo, Elmo says, what up? So you think, you know, you get there and it's like... A little awkward. Yeah, you want to break the ice. And I go, you're not a great... And you're not... You're a little awkward at first, right? So I don't know that I'm awkward, but part of me is like, I don't... I don't really know these guys. What am I doing here? I don't want to kiss their ass and I don't want to, I don't want to be whatever. I just want to, I just want everyone to get along. But so you get I, caught up in the moment. I get caught up in the moment and I'm at Giorgio's where we had the great story where Dylan assaulted me at Giorgio's in front of Baron Davis and Jerry. Anyway, so I go, uh, yo, Leo, Elmo says, what up? And he doesn't even miss a beat and he goes, what the fuck's an Elmo? <laughs> and you know, I'm sure it was embarrassing. You know how uncomfortable I was. I it's always enjoy. risky. It's always risky. To and do I that. love Giorgio, and I, we got another story at Giorgio too, which I'll tell you. But, but I loved. I was so uncomfortable, and I went right to the payphone, which is what it was that time. And I just called Elmo. I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. But anyway, sounds angry like you. Yeah. Um, by the way, great episode today. Marlon oh, Young. Yes, Marlon Young, who played, played Rufus. Rufus but another Giorgio story with the guy who I don't mention his name. He's like the thing whose name Whatever. we didn't say. Yeah. But we went to Giorgio. I was taking him out and his wife for his birthday. 
and he was an actor. He's a lot of the basis of him was drama, but we go up and, and often at Georgia's, uh, it's a small place. Sometimes they make you wait. And if you're not uh, anybody big, yeah, but even sometimes at Georgia's, even if you, there are sometimes where you just have to wait, Yeah, like, even if it's yeah. for a minute or two. And it's right? so good that you wait. But anyway, so he walked in to see how long it was going to take him. They have like a screen door. And uh, he said, how long it was going to wait? Whatever. He storms out and, and he lets the screen door kind of slam behind him and it hits Spielberg. <laughs> and, and Spielberg goes, thanks a lot, guy. Thanks, guy. <laughs> So, so then the entire dinner was spent on whether he would ever work with Spielberg. Now I said, I was going to read for world of worlds next week. And now that's it. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) And I said, the good news is you were never going to work with Spielberg anyway. You you were not even getting in that room anyway. So it doesn't, can you just do one favor? I've asked this and and then we're going to make this quick. So we get Marlon on, but we got to talk about, cause I got engaged. You don't seem to care. You didn't even ask me if she said yes. You don't seem to give a shit at all. But anyway, just tell that one Spielberg story. You don't have to mention who it was. I don't want to tell, by the way, we've already told that story. Really? We told the story story about your boy and Spielberg and we told the story about uh Can I oh tell my, you something three though? Three back to back. I want to say this to Zulai. Connolly's baby mama and beautiful person. I want you to say Zulai, don't get Alzheimer's because this guy would have no sympathy whatsoever. He, are you, he makes are you fun starting of me. to slip a little? I don't know, I just think it's crazy that you would tell that story again. It's nuts. It's nuts. And I used to have a great memory. So anyway, do you care? No, I think you have I think you have great like long-term memory. Yeah. I think you're kind of shortish. I agree. Memory. I'm not, I agree. I'm not happy about it. It's either, the last couple of years. Where it's, it's kind like of like, you know, when my, when my uh, speed on the basketball court started going, it's very upsetting. You know? And you made the transfer to pickleball. Hey, who's got the, um, Scotty, was it you? Does, does somebody want to sponsor Doug and pickleball? Uh, someone has reached out who owns a pickleball paddle, I guess. Right. Doug, they, they, own a, they own a paddle or, they own a, paddle or a company. Uh, Doug, company. Yeah. I don't know. Are you, but are you, are you, how do you, how are you with your pickleball paddles? Are you, do you have a specific I, paddle? Can, I, you, I, can it be I, like Forrest Gump where, you know, mama says just a little white lie. So it wasn't going to hurt nobody. Could you pull off yeah. promoting a pickleball paddle that you don't use? But you know what? Like mush and, and loon edibles. I work with, uh, engage and Yola. I don't ask for anything from them. They're just people that I like and I use their paddles. I, do I'm they not, give you free paddles? I don't want to say, but they do. I don't, I don't you know, I, listen, I want people to buy their paddles. These companies are, are busting their ass because it's not a huge market yet, although it's growing. So I just want people to buy them, but that's what I use. Engage and Yola. Right. And uh, well, Maybe they can sign. Maybe they can, maybe we can work on a deal here. And yeah. We can do like a pickleball segment. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, I, I don't know if, if they have. Ooh, how about that for the Patreon, Scotty? I got a Patreon thing. That I wanted to run by Doug. I already got him to commit to two uh, writers. Oh, if you want to film me on the court, (laughs) hell yeah. Here's my question. Why isn't there a Ramble on trailer yet? Oh, yeah. There is. Scotty wants to launch that with the Patreon. (laughs) You can pay for the trailer. Well, we are trying to hold back because, and just quick. But we should have a trailer anyway. Quick update on the show. We we are starting to show this, I would say, September uh, right after Labor Day. Nobody's seen it. So right. I, I, like I got, we're caught in the dog days of summer. Because of the last so. ramble on, I got a lot of things. Even Sean Avery on the thing. He's like, bro, of course you're going to sell this head up. My head is not down at all. Did Sean tell you to keep like, your head up? Yeah, yeah. The That's only amazing. thing my head is down about is that I'm getting old. Well, when you would t- announce your retirement, people are going to take it that way. It's, you know what? I want to be clear on this. I'm not... Um, 
I'm not quitting any business out of frustration. Part of me, like I said on the bear, I said it on the ramble on one, I think. He said, part of you just doesn't want the anxiety anymore. And, and you know, we'll, we'll talk to Marlon about some of that stuff and, and how his process is. But uh, I want this show to go because I want it to go for everybody. But but sort of the, 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 the slog, do you know what a slog is, Kevin? You know what a blog is? I do not. Okay. Well, I don't even know if it's a word, but it's kind of like the, uh, the, the just be in the grind. Part of me wants to avoid that. Like, I just want to get back on set with the finished script. That's what I want but to do. But to Scotty's point, and, and aside from the, the Patreon of it, we should have a tra- we should have a ramble on trailer. You should be able to zip out a trailer, even if you've got well, to put it on Instagram. Well, we don't want to show material yet. Really? I mean, oh, is that? Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, we we have uh, hopefully one of the big buyers involved invested, and they're like, what do you what? mean? You showed the trailer? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, right. They sold it. the t-shirt you're wearing on the trailer alone. Medellin. Medellin. Yeah, well, that is true. They we did sell Medellin did sell on a trailer, but then they they bailed. Uh, Yair bailed. But anyway, do you want to know uh, whether Sarah Sanderson said yes or no? I saw it on Instagram. I know that Sarah said yes. I mean, uh, but, but you don't but, care but, details, no. No, I mean, I, I saw it. I mean, it's all documented <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> the guy's the worst. By the way, no, he didn't call me to congratulate me. <laughs> yeah, I um, did. I called you. You did. I did. I'm right. Did you comment now. on the Instagram? <laughs> I didn't comment on the Instagram. I, what what I, a what fucking I, animal! What a dick! Yeah. What am I, I going to say? Like. Hey, congratulations. Love you guys. Can't wait to celebrate. <laughs> Clapping hands emoji. Yeah, <laughs> fire. Anything. Emoji. Send a gift. Nothing. I almost made a joke. Oh, I, was gonna I sent a text. Thank you. Well, but you want to know what this, you want to know what the sickest world that we live in, Doug, is yeah. that truthfully, as we sit here, this whole world could burn. And the only thing that Dave wants is to be invited to that wedding. By and the way, insane. he did send a text. He said stock tip is vying for a wedding. <laughs> By the way, there's no, I, I didn't, I didn't even think about a wedding when I did this. I'm not sure there, I don't know. Not, I mean, I, not anytime soon. Let's wait until after the pickup. Uh, by the way, I don't want to get in any trouble. I would, Sarah runs the show. I've given up on even trying to, to run the house, whatever she says I'm going to do. And then that's, I love it. All right. Well, we got to get Marlon in here. Rufus, Marlon Young coming up after the break. Welcome back, Victory the Podcast. And I mean, this is one of people's favorite special guests today. Special guests who I brought back on the show, even though we talked about your 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 second coming when you came back on the show, Marlon. But um, you know, I wanted to figure out a way to get you back, but I was like, we're not literally looking at stereo equipment because you're so good. But anyway. Marlon Young. There you go. We started season one, episode three. Yes. Yep. Episode three. The Jimmy Kimmel episode. What's going on, first yeah, yeah. of all? Because Connolly, uh, just for the audience. I try to say hello to Marlon because I haven't seen him in a decade, <laughs> even though I feel like I feel like we see each other. It's weird. I don't know why. I don't know if I see on social media or what. No, well, probably social media. I, yeah. I, I post stupid shit because I travel quite a bit. My, my wife loves to travel, so yeah. I'm traveling quite a bit. Nice, nice. But I By feel way, like he, I see him. Does it bother you that Marlon also has a better radio voice than you? Do you hear that voiceover voice right um, there? But Marlon always had a great voice. Right. You know, so. Well, I, thank you. But who thank else does, that. by the way? Dylan? Well, Gary Cole had a pretty good Gary voice Cole, as well. Gary Cole <laughs> had a pretty voice. We just had Gary Cole on last week, which was awesome. And uh, love Gary Cole. So I'm big fan of Gary Cole's. I, I, I used to hang out at this uh, Starbucks when I was in the Valley, and he came there. He would come there every day. I think he didn't know who the fuck I was. You know, like hey Gary, He's like, hey, kind of thing. <laughs> and then I got to um, you know the Carney Awards. It's, it's the a circus. No, no, it's an award show. Carney started by uh, uh, Art Carney's son. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. What about. What is his name? Do you know Art Carney's son? I did a commercial with Art Carney. I did a commercial with him in 1985. With Art Carney? Yeah, no, his kid. With kid? Did you, win a, kid. Did you get nominated for Carney? His kid played my dad. His kid yeah, played my. Uh, I I played 
his kid in a Mexican tourist board commercial in Puerto Vallarta. Anyone, a young who, anyone who doesn't know Art Carney, by the way, the Honeymooners, obviously, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. a lot of things, but the Honeymooners is probably what he's best known yes, for. But one, thing, of the, yeah. one of the great comic actors. But Gary Cole, so you saw him, and then so he's so I get a I, I get invited. I'm, I'm on the board of of the Carney Awards, so I get invi- so I get invited everybody, Jim Katz, and I ran into Gary there. So then he's like, "Oh, you're you're part of the." You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're part of the team kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So now when I see him at the Starbucks, he's like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and then a buddy of mine does any, this independent film. They've done a couple for him, and he wanted me to do this role in this film. He said, hey, man, it's, it's one day, but I want you to do this role, and you're going to be playing opposite Gary Cole. I was like, you shouldn't me. He's like, no. <laughs> so I got, to, I got to be in the scene with Gary Cole. Oh, nice. Nice. It was shit. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> By the way, here's the thing. Just for Doug me. forgets everything. Anyway, oh, good, so good. Doesn't, doesn't even we got to right, get, we gotta get a clip of that. And also, you did apparently because we had a soft cone on. Uh, apparently, you did a commercial with him. Verizon yeah, or, I uh, mean, he Marlon does a ton of commercials. But let's let's get let's start with Entourage uh, with Marlon, and then right, we'll and then move we'll into what he ever does. So okay, right, cool. so he does season one, episode three. Turtle and drama go to him. Yeah. For the equipment, right? Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they're trying to get a great stereo system, which it's funny. <laughs> now looking back at that, I don't know. It doesn't even feel like you need all that home equipment anymore because <laughs> everything just comes with it. But right. they're trying to get this equipment. They're going on Jimmy Kimmel and, and you know, you basically You say, them. give us a shout out. We'll give you the free equipment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, run, they run into, uh, to, um, uh, What's the guy? The guy at the at the box at the Luke Klitschko Wilson. match. Luke Wilson, yeah. Oh, and he tells me, he's, "Oh, you got to go see Rufus. Yeah, you know, he's, he's great, wild man, Rufus." I'm like, "Oh, wild man, I like that." You know. Well, I guess so the he, question for you, Marlon, is you had no idea what Entourage was when we called you because it, no. it's not even on the air. It yet. wasn't no. It was a, yeah. And I, I want to ask you this, both of you, I guess, is it seemed like at the audition every black actor wanted this role. Because I guess Mark's name was attached to it, and they were like, Mark, well, i got to be part of this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I get there, and it's like every black actor who I've ever auditioned <laughs> against uh, and who I've lost to is at this audition. It's like, holy crap. And it was late, and you were, you got, you were casting three roles that day. Ugh. Uh, and I remember, I remember there was a girl in there who was up for one of those, I don't know what role she was up for, but she, we had just done a Hyundai commercial together. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I've done like 200 commercials. And um, it was late. My audition was like, 5.30 or something like that. I didn't get in the room until like 7. And I remember it was hot and I remember it was full. And I was, remember thinking... <laughs> you were pissed. You know, I, but I use that shit. Yeah. Right? So, uh, and this, that's a character I've created over the years. It's kind of this angry-ish yeah. guy, Sam Jackson for television. <laughs> so, I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, you remember the audition, but I remember was, I was the last person to go in, so it was like an hour and a half late. And I get in the room, whoever, Sheila or whoever introduced, uh, Marlon Young, and, uh, and everybody was just, man, <laughs> was just waiting for the day to be over. And I could see, I could, I could <laughs> sense that fucking energy. Like, we've been there all day. And I said, uh, you motherfuckers ready to go home? <laughs> right? So everybody stood up straight, and then whoever was running the camera said, uh, dude, just be good. <laughs> So I spent the next 20 seconds. Do you remember this? I spent the next 20 seconds telling you how good I was going to be. I said, Brando's not going to fucking lay it down. Like I'm going to lay it down. And I went on. It's Denzel Washington going to do this, what I'm about to fucking do. And then I did it. And then I left. And right before I got in my car, they called. Uh, oh, you had it like that, right? Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. the audition by the time it you did got not to. go that way for Connolly. But <laughs> <laughs> Connolly drove home crying for yeah. two days before he was so devastated. What I do remember, I don't remember that. Obviously, I wrote the part for an African American for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't remember anybody else for this part. I mean, I I remember we saw you and it was like done. So I don't know how it works. And by the way, I was 
I'm sorry, Kevin, because well, you know it's a testing. But I was very big on. I was always excited to tell the per if we had the person I to tell them in the room. He, Doug was big really? on. Doug is yeah. big on if he could deliver the good news sooner yeah. than later. He yeah, yeah. would prefer to do it that way. Yeah. You know what? What happened? They won't. They won't let you do that anymore. Is that the deal? Yeah. No. Sometimes you got to get it cleared from. But the studio. you know, like for, okay, okay. for when they were casting, we had to get a test done, and then we got to get HBO to approve it. But at that point, I think we were. What probably happened is I probably wanted to give it to you in the room, but I had to. You know, we had to discuss. With Larry Charles, and right, 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 right. Everybody. So, but, but Doug, Doug yeah. said, like we, we talked about this recently. There's so many people coming in, and there's so many different roles that really you want the one guy that's or girl that's going to come in, and you go, oh, thank God, case closed. Yeah. He's hired. She's yeah, yeah, hired, yeah, yeah. right? It's when you're that person doesn't land, but when that person comes in and boom, checks the box, it's it checks the box. It's like a great relief to find yeah. the guy that can do the material. And, and it's funny that if you if you really, which I don't remember, that you were the last person because you know what happens when you're casting is you start to get frustrated and you start to go, is it the is it written wrong? Right, right, is right, it right. this? So when you get someone who nails it, which you did, and you you nailed it. Uh, whatever happened in the audition, the show is, this is like people ask all the time about you. So do you, I guess the first thing is, how was the response at the time, if you remember, and is there any response anymore about it? Do you hear about this at all? I, one is the response was great at the time. It was big. And uh, it's, it's the, of all the work I've done, it's the thing that I get recognized for. Most. <laughs> so funny. It's crazy. All the time, <laughs> like still, like like I like it, it, because it's on because it's on repeat. You right. know, on, it's somewhere. It's on every day. It's on somewhere, and 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 the guys and and girls who are mega fans of the show watch it religiously all the time. I'm in. I just got back from France. We spent we're there for 17 days. Uh, we're in Saint Tropez. We're walking through a flea market, <laughs> and this kid yells out, "Rufus, dude, you're fucking Rufus, right?" Like, dude, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> That's so <laughs> unbelievable. It happened there. It happened at the um, the airport in, in Frankfurt. Had a layover, and this guy walks up, and he goes, man, I thought that was you, but I wasn't sure <laughs> until I got really close. I'm like, I don't know. What the and also, <laughs> your voice is super distinctive. Like, that, pe people will look at me for a while and not say a word, and then I open my mouth, and they're like, oh, okay. I, right, I right. So you have a very distinct voice as well. So, right. yeah, so it happened three times in France. Right. In, in three different locations. So, and it happens all the time. It's really great to hear when you're were in Europe, because I know in Italy, which is my favorite place, like we weren't really known in Italy, at least when we were there a few years ago. And I'm, I was there with Kevin Dillon. Okay. And we were in this restaurant and word spread around that there was some celebrity in the place. I have no idea how this all went down. The next thing I know, they're lining up a pit. This is more of a drama story than a Doug Ellison. <laughs> they're lining up a picture with me in the entire restaurant. And I'm like a little weird. And Dillon's just standing off to the side. And then someone in Italian, and obviously tells them that I'm pretty much You're the wrong guy. Let's get him on the end so we can crop him out. Let's get him on the end so we can crop him out. All of a sudden, they, they, they pull Dylan in and then they take the picture, but really nobody even knew who he was. In France, though, I mean, the fact that they recognize you in France, and where else did you say? I mean, that's awesome. Saint-Tropez, right? Saint-Tropez, uh, the, the airport in Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking down the street in San Francisco, London. We went to London a couple years ago, same thing. Uh, we're actually partners now with uh, with uh, these brothers, the Salter brothers, who are these big promoters in in uh, in the UK, particularly based out of London, and we're partners now in this thing because they recognize me at a party. <laughs> so that start, means I got a piece of whatever. Of course, you, you got do. a cut of it. Of course, of course, <laughs> you don't have to go through the wife first, but you know, I, I cut the approval. You know, and then you know, 
Doug, I always say this because Doug's, Doug's a bit of a hard ass and, and rightfully so. It's his show. But for him to then bring you back in a story arc that maybe could have been weird, right? Or random. That- uh, listen, there was definitely a lot of discussion about like, are, are we just doing this because everybody loves him so much? Right. Or like, does it make sense? I thought it played well, though. I mean, oh, it was great. No, yeah, we, we, I'm sorry, but what, what was the, what was, because I'm, I'm always curious to this, curious to the, the reason to bring a character back. What was the reason to bring, bring him? Because you were great. Because you're a good Cause actor. You pop. That's the Honestly, first thing. Because people just loved you. And I don't remember. I mean, you have the scene. Am I nuts? You have one scene at the at the stereo place on the couch. No, right? remember they came to the house uh, and he says, uh, Don Johnson tried to play me in that. Uh, tried to, oh, you mean motherfucker that, you tried mean, to pay me in Nash Bridges DVDs. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> was, on the phone. No, he was at the house setting up do you mean, the stuff. Do you mean in that episode? Yeah. That doesn't oh, that remember episode? the show, by the way. Okay. This guy's got amnesia. <laughs> okay. He forgets the show. So in that episode, yeah. In that episode, it was just. It was that one. Yeah, it was one scene. Yeah, you don't come to the house. What is he talking about? He he's talking about the, he's talking about subsequent episodes. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. How many episodes have you done? Four, four. But so in the, he in did the first episode, though, the Jimmy Kimmel episode. You had one one scene. scene. That's it. And, and then the next episode, you come back to install the stuff. The next episode, I go to, to install the stuff. Right. See, so the Don Johnson things. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I know, but I'm, I was only talking about that first Just one. Just the first one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. guess my question to you is, you know, you're working with Dylan and Jerry. You've never seen these people before. You have no idea if this show's going to do anything. Right. What was your feeling on the set? Because to be completely honest with you, it's interesting. That episode, um, Larry Charles, who was so great, we went through so many drafts of that episode. One, in fact, that HBO said they were going to cancel the show because they didn't think, and, you know, Chris Albrecht, who I love, told me, he goes, I don't think you get what we want. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? But that's what happened. And, And that episode, to me... Uh, launches us to a whole other. I level. think everybody's in okay. agreement that that was the coming out party for Entourage. A little episode, bit, right? yeah, that episode. Yeah, but, because it, we all we were, you know, we were at Jimmy Kimmel, and it was just, it was just alive. There was episode. a lot of story yeah, going yeah, yeah. on in it. But did you? What was your feeling on the set? Did you feel like we didn't know what the hell was happening, or what? No, I, I felt it was it was pretty well oiled. Yeah, uh, you know, and um, I didn't know what was going to happen when you read the script, and I was like, oh, there's a fucking boxing match. These guys are vague. Okay, that's pretty cool. Right. Oh, they're going on Kimmel. All right, that's a big get. You know. Yeah, right. So it felt like that for the, for sure for the for the for the course of the show, at least in the in the beginning, that it was like I think this is going to be something. I think yeah. it's going to be a cool thing if they keep this pace up, because the 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 dialogue. Not to blow smoke up your ass. No, it's I'm very well gonna, written. It's <laughs> really fucking well written. You know, you read a lot of stuff, and it's but it's really, really well Thank written. You, you know, uh, so to that end, reading for this character, it was like everything was there. It's like I don't need to improv anything. Yeah, I don't like to improv anyway. I mean, I can, but I just don't like to. Because like, well, if I'm going to write it, then fucking pay me to write it. <laughs> right. uh, but there's no need for any of that in 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 all this in, in all the episodes I did. It was like everything was there on the page. It was like this is fucking great. Nice. Nice. You know, that's you a know? good that's a good point too. In that episode, there were two big set pieces. We had the Klitschko fight and the Kimmel right the Kimmel thing all in one episode. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's a lot. We had the golf. Co- I mean, honestly, that episode is, is <laughs> yeah so the golf. But it tra- it changed so many times. Larry actually wrote this one draft that uh, where drama had this ex fiance. Super dark, right? It was really, it was, it was fucking heartbreaking. And then, you know, we were going through so many drafts and I'm so particular about what I wanted, even though I didn't really know what I wanted. But, uh, but I remember like I would get a draft and, and, you know, Larry Charles is a genius and he's one of my favorite people, but you know, some things weren't the tone that I was looking for. So I was just getting more and more frustrated and nervous. And then I remember he, he gives us a draft. He would write it on a cocktail napkin with a pencil and he gives us a draft. And, uh, Rob Weiss and I, 
for whatever reason, entered the bathroom stalls at the same time to read it. I think I went in there because I was going to cry because I could. I honestly thought I was going to die if we didn't get a script done soon. <laughs> and I'm reading this thing, and it's like kind of this touching, heartbreaking like drama story. On, you know? uh, <laughs> like the notebook. And, and I go, I see it's Weiss's sneakers under the stall. I'm like, are you reading this? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I go, is this fucking genius or am I crazy? <laughs> and then we handed that in, and that's when Chris called me back and said, I, I don't think you guys know what I want. And, we need uh, comedy. We're going to we shut this thing down. I don't, I don't want any I heart. Want. That's what it yes. said. So, That's so, what he said? Yeah. <laughs> no heart. Just fun. Uh, so, Larry Charles is a genius. Yeah, Larry Charles. Yeah. And, and just good, good people also. So, yeah. I ended up working with him on uh, on, on Curb. I know you're on Curb. I, see, well, I mean, I've seen every Curb 15 times. So I, 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 rest Larry, I, uh, I rest Larry David for stealing too many napkins from a sandwich shop. So <laughs> tell, tell me about the difference of that. Larry, who when he came on Entourage... No script. I do not want a script. Just tell me what the scene is about. So what? Tell, give us a little insight to Curb. Are you same thing? No script. None. So does he t does he give you an outline or what? A, a bit. Uh -huh. So he said. So um, I'm I'm dressing. They're, they're they're putting the cop stuff on me, and um, Larry David is is close to me, and uh, he's about far as where you are. And I'm not. I'm going to say anything to him, but he's that close. And Larry comes over, and he and he grabs me. He says, "I need you to go over here. I don't want you." I don't want you to see him. I don't want you to touch him. I don't want you to look at him. I don't. I want you to see him for the first time when you get out of the cop. Larry car. Charles. Says Larry this. Charles is saying okay. this to me. I said, "Oh, okay." So I go there, and I said, "Okay, what? What is? What am I doing?" Because it was he offered it. He called and offered this role. So what do you want me to do? He goes, uh, "Larry's stolen these napkins, and you're going to arrest him." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> how How do you see it going? That's it. That's, that's all. all you have. That's it. So okay, you pull him over, too many napkins, and arrest him. Now, do you okay. do a lot of improv? I do. Okay. He do. does it all. You know, he coaches actors for, I mean, he's a, he's a quadruple. I don't even know. This, I don't know what number threat <laughs> he's at, bro, but he does it all. I can't dance. <laughs> you I can't, can't dance. dance. So, uh, so you get that comp, you get that note. Are yep. you feeling like, oh, I can't wait to dive into this? You're like, fuck, what is going to happen? Can't right wait. Now? All right, nice. Can't fucking wait. So I get to, so I do it and I get to the car and- Larry, Larry David is going through his thing, you know, his, his thing. And I'm just staring at him and he can't stop laughing. So we had to keep shooting it over and over. So Larry would stop laughing. He goes, Don't stare at me so long. It's just too funny. I was like, okay. That's <laughs> you know? awesome. No, I love it. It was great. Yeah. We get bits like that. It's just, you know, you just one pat yourself on the back. Like, yeah, I'm doing, you know, I guess I belong here. Right. Kind of thing. But then you're working with these guys who are, you know, I don't throw this word around. They're fucking geniuses. Yeah. Right. You know, not unlike no, yourself. No. I'm serious. Yeah, well. No, whatever. I'm serious but shit, man. I, I appreciate that. But so did you get. Well, dude, entourage ain't a fucking fluke. Yeah, right. No, I, I, <laughs> okay. I agree with that. But, you know, it's neither is this child. Wait, wait, let me, let me just finish. Are you. Um, so how do you get that job? Did you audition for it or did Larry Charles bring you in because he loves you? Larry just offered it to him. He offered it to him. I auditioned. They brought me in for. Um, there was a role that um, Mackay Pfeiffer did on the, mm -hmm. sh on the, sh on the show. Yeah. Brought me in for that. And um, and I didn't get it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then he brought me in for the role that um, J.B. Smoove got. Right. Right? So he brought me in for that. And I and I said to uh, Larry after, before after, Larry Charles, I said it before after, I said, this isn't, this is a comedian role, man. This is, I'm, I'm totally wrong. I could, I'll, I'll come and do it. Right. I'll go in a room and do it. It was before the audition. We're out in the hallway. So I'll come and do it, but I'm totally wrong for this. But what are you auditioning with? 
Like, what's the audition for Curb like? I mean, what's it's written on? Uh, it's uh, written on a strip of paper. What the uh, what the like scene a, what is the, about? Yeah, character the description. But you don't have Larry or Jeff or anybody to or Susie to to they're in improv the with. They're, oh, no, they're Larry's there and oh yeah, I guess Larry Charles and the rest and Jeff and are sitting there. Oh, and Garland Larry, goes in the auditions. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting oh, wow. there because he's, he's I guess he's a he's a producer. He's a producer, right? Yeah. Conley so, was a producer, but he didn't show up. <laughs> so he plays golf during the auditions. Oh, you got to show up. You got to show up. You got to show up for the, for, for the, for the, for the, for the Are you kidding? For the actual reading with the actors? Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, so I'm reading with Larry, Larry David, you know? And he's just like, let's go. Wow. Like, uh, okay. Wow. Larry, so, okay, I'm just trying to find this. Is it because Larry Charles already knows you and they're familiar with the work? Or everybody, Larry David's in there for all the, all the auditions? In, they're like, in there for all of them. Wow. Turn of all of them, which is just well, and that was a big role too, right? I mean, that's not you need to you needed to be in there for that role. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a big smooth role, the, right? The, yeah. the um, yeah, the JB Smooth. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. And the other role, um, the um, the one that Mackay Pfeiffer got was a, I think, it was a four or five episode arc, I think, right? But it was mm -hmm. it's a pretty big role as well, which was great because and and it was funny, you know. So, so Larry remembered me from that, and then you know whatever it was, months later, a year later, whatever the hell it was, I get a call and said. Larry Charles just offered you this role. Right, that's great. Oh, okay. That's Who am I playing with? This yeah. is you and Larry David. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> so uh, did you do a bunch of different things in that scene, or was it more one or two takes, or how did that go? It was, I, I'm, sound sound like an asshole now, but I like, I really try to get it down in one take. I like doing one take. And and I, I think my finger is on the, the, the pulse of what the writer wrote. I think I, I think I'm pretty clear on it, and and my and my take on it as well, right? Because at this point in my career, you 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 kind of know what you're getting. Yeah, I, I think that that people kind of know who I am right now. So how'd you get started, and what like what kind of training do you have? I've wanted to be an actress since I was six. My parents uh, my parents never got. I lived in this really remote place in the middle of South Carolina in, in the woods, and uh, I don't remember my parents getting along that much and we didn't we didn't have a lot of means but i three siblings older siblings so it seemed like they'd fight the worse after church on sunday and my siblings would disappear in the woods and play kids and but i disappeared into television and it seemed like every sunday there was a jerry lewis movie on at that time so i escaped into jerry lewis i became this huge jerry lewis fan still am in a jerry lewis fishing out and i was like i want to do what that guy did uh, does so I end up doing plays in school and you know and but there's no Hollywood outlet to get out of that place so I joined the army uh, spent eight years in the army I was a fighter I was a helicopter fighter pilot in the army for and then I as soon as I got out in '87 got in my truck drove down to South Carolina said goodbye to everybody that day drove straight out here and jumped in my acting class bounced around classes to find what technique works right and then I ended up landing on a on a my uh, coach of the last 20 years ago, Austin Stoker, who's a character actor from the 70s. He's just a great guy. And he taught Chekhov, Chekhovian technique. So I've been studying Chekhov for him. And have you done a lot of theater? I did two plays a year for 15, 16 years. Wow. Yeah. You gotta. Have you ever done theater? I haven't, but he's right. You have to. And we talked about it even with Gary Cole. When you look at guys like Marlon that just automatically get the job done, as does Gary Cole... There's one, they, most of these guys have one thing in common, and it's a theater background. It's just, yeah. it's just 
It just is what it is. Maybe I'll go to the theater, like summer. Right, stock. it's just a good. I mean, <laughs> Florida, you know, like dinner theater, in like <laughs> yeah, yeah, Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Klein and soap uh, dish. You know, exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, it's worth something. A lot yeah. of great actors came from soaps. Do you ever do a soap? I did a couple of episodes of General Hospital. Did you? Yeah. He's done everything, yeah, yeah. dude. Now, also, Marlon has been in the, the single greatest commercial of all time. Is it some kind of an insurance with the uh, the participation award? Oh, man. It's my favorite. It's my, <laughs> it's, and I'm not uh, even just saying this. If I didn't, if I never met Marlon, this is still my favorite commercial because I have a problem with um, participation trophies. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, really do. I really do. I really do. So yeah. tell me, I don't so remember what, the what was the What was the brand? It's, was a, it? it's a Kia... <laughs> It's a Kia. It's a Kia commercial. It's a Kia commercial. But there's no dialogue. It's just Marlon's voiceover. <laughs> right. And he's walking, he's walking with his kid to the car and he's holding the participation trophy. And he's like, participation. We won every game this week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes out a magic marker and he crosses out and he writes first. And him and the kids celebrate and jump in the key. And I was like, that it just was it's I one like of the it. best commercials it's, it's, ever. Because it's, 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 it's true. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Listen, whenever we lost an event. It just made winning better, if that makes any sense. Are you trying to sell me on that? I'm just saying. uh, Conley's trying to rid. I think we're a little late for that. (laughs) I'm just saying, are you a participation trophy guy? Or would you rather say, yo, look, you finished in sixth place, and that's just the way it is. Out of your fucking mind. I mean, I love that. uh, It's like a viral video. Have you guys seen this? It's all over TikTok and stuff where, like, a coach is talking to his little Bad News Bears type players, and he's like, guys, I want you to have a great time out here, but I want you to know if your father told you before you got here that winning doesn't matter, your father's a fucking lose. <laughs> Basically, right? <laughs> he goes, hey, so I want you to try. I'm not going to hurt anybody if you lose, but we're going to do our goddamn right. best to right. win. We are yeah. trying to win. Yeah, no, sure. I believe it's, well, I don't know why, how we're going down this road, but yes, I believe it's very important to learn how to lose. And by the way, I was on a lot of losing teams as a child and it made me only want to try harder. That's it. And then also as actors, yeah, yeah. as actors, it becomes part of the fabric of who you are, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, I mean, rejection is 99% of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Truthfully, right? Not I mean, for Marlon. Except for you, Marlon, but <laughs> for everybody else. <laughs> for Marlon and Gary But it's Cole, mainly, it's, it's, ma- it's mainly rejection. It's, it's mainly, mainly, no, you're yeah. not the guy. We're going this way. We're going that way. And, you know, obviously the better the actor, the more work you get, but you know, goes. that's what, that's what you hope, you know? And, and then a lot of times you see, you know, like, how the fuck did you hire that guy? <laughs> I know I killed it. Right. So Marlon, guy, has this know? business got you down at times? As it, as it, as there been times where you're like that's it i'm done with this crap i left yeah i, le- I left for a year i was in um i was so i was so i get out and um i get out here and, I'm, and I, I run into a bartender uh, when i first got out it was the first weekend i'm here i'm like how do you do this acting thing what do you what do you do you know and he said well you gotta get a day job you gotta get a day job you gotta get in class you gotta do plays i'm like okay so i look for a day job uh, uh waiting tables right couldn't get a job waiting tables because I don't have any experience taking that plate to that fucking table, <laughs> which is apparently a fucking hard job. And again, they don't give you a participation. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. They don't. They don't make you a busboy. Well, you can learn and figure it out how you take this hot plate over to the thing. But I couldn't get a job doing that. So I and I didn't think I could get a job flying. I'm a fucking fighter pilot. Who's going to hire a fighter? So I went around to decided to do that, and uh, I ended up selling cars. Got a job selling cars. Did it for two and a half months. Hated it. And then I went, I made up a resume and I said, hey, maybe I can find a job flying. So I went out and I found a job flying. So I'm I, very scared by the fact that you changed, you made up a resume and got a job flying. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mind if you Good got a winning know. job know, with a right. made up resume, but if you're fucking my pilot with your phony resume. No, 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 I, don't, <laughs> no I had to make it up and like breaking down that, you know, these hours that, you know, that you've flown. Yeah. So I did. And I, and I said, oh, yeah, I got more in this 
particular helicopter than I do shooting at people <laughs> as opposed to the one shooting at people. Yeah. And so I got this, I got this gig and that led, so that became my day job. So I was flying during the day, going to class and doing plays at night. And then I was flying. By the way, great day job. It was great, right? <laughs> flying helicopters? Yeah, it beats waiting tables. Yeah, stop it. Stop that gig. Yeah, exactly. but, it, but I was flying. At one point, I was flying more than I was acting. That's what, what came. I was flying more than I, should I, I could have stayed in the fucking army and done this. <laughs> right. So I needed to get away from anything having to do with the business and figure it out. So I put out some feelers, got offered a job in Papua New Guinea, uh, before I took that job, I got another offer flying tours on Maui. So I took that gig. Wow. So I went to Maui, never, didn't see any actors, no, nobody was fucking great. So I did that for a year. And after a year, I was like, okay. It's time. Yeah, enough of the flying thing. I'm done with, so I haven't flown since. So you come back to LA and then what? What do you do? Come back to LA. I get, uh, I ended up getting a job. I, I was, so wanted a job that I didn't have to think and that, I, that, and that I had some experience in. And at the time, the uh, earthquake had just hit, mm -hmm. right? And every studio needed more security guards. So I got a job as a security guard. And then I became a security supervisor. And that was my day job until acting took over. So how does acting, like, how do you get an agent? How do you go about doing this? The agent thing, man, is, it, I mean, it's just, the, it's the worst, it's the worst trek. I, I have no agent. You don't need one. Yeah, maybe. You, you, you're <laughs> but it's hard. But it's hard. You're right. But it's hard. So how did you do it, though? You're a security guard at a studio. How, what do you do? I got, I, I, got a, I got a commercial, and I went to an agent and said, I got this commercial. And they were like, okay, we'll, we'll represent you with this commercial. And then, so I did a couple of commercials with them. And then they said, oh, they got a theatrical department. Do you want us to represent you theatrically as well? I said, yeah. So that's what, so, so now I'm represented by the same agency, uh, and then their theatrical department closed, and then that agent retired. But by this time, I had some pedigree, so I ended up getting another, recommended to another agency, and that's that commercial agent I'm with now. And then my uh, ended up having to get an attorney over the years, and uh, that attorney recommended me to the agency that I'm with now. That's and now, all. And it's now all at, referral. Everything's a referral. And now at this point, are you? Are you getting just straight offers for commercials, or do you still have to go read? And Never get an offer for a commercial. You go always read. Right. I had to read. This is no joke. I did one year. I did nine AT and T commercials. <laughs> nine. I had to audition. Different for, commercials. Had to audition for all nine of them. <laughs> That's insane. Can you imagine? You're like, hey, we need you to come and audition. I have three on the fucking air right now. I mean, you could watch me. Right. Like, yeah, but we still need you to come. In. It kills me because how great would because I and I don't want to go off on a tangent. I despise. Flow. I'm not as a human. I despise flow. I despise. I'll tell you right now. We're talking about it, right? About we're what? talking about flow. We're talking but about. But I don't even know what. But I don't even know what is whether she's annoying or not. We're talking. About I don't even know it. what That's she sells. I do right. know she what sells insurance. I do know what what's his face. But by the way, it's always the insurance because I I I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I know someone told me he's got a mansion off of the State Farm commercials. But uh, what's uh, his oh, name? Oh yeah, Paul? are you kidding? Uh, which, uh, Dennis Haysbert. No, no, no. I love Dennis Haysbert. Who's who's the which, guy who's the the main State Farm guy now? Like oh Jake from State Farm. Jake. Oh Jake. From, oh Jake from State Farm. Jake from I don't State Farm. like it. Like why isn't Marlon <laughs> the AT and T guy? I mean, like I would get service if you were you know. So you play different people in all these commercials. You yeah. Know, like oh, in, in the course of it, I've done. 15 AT&T commercials. That's unbelievable. Had to audition for all of them. And do they keep running and residuals keep going or they disappear? It's they disappear. Yeah. They, they used to. I tell you, man, this is, um, if you talk to actors who've done 
commercials. Kevin, have you done a lot of commercials? I've, as a kid, I did 70 commercials as a kid. So, you, right. it, so when, you were, when you were doing them, and, and so it's like you know, 10, 20 years ago, whatever that was, they, they would run all the time. So right. you do right. a Ford commercial, and it would run for like a year all the time. And you can make a lot of money off right. of a commercial. Now, not so much. Right. Not so much. You have to do a few. You know, I mean, I, I was doing, I averaged 12 a year. So I was wow. doing 12 commercials a, a year. Gig. My, my, my best year was seven, I had 17 on the air at, at the time. That's unbelievable. That's and, pretty good. Right now I've got three. What, what do you got right now? Uh, Aldi, uh, Hyundai, Hyundai's running right now. And another one I don't fucking remember. Oh, we got to see it. And what about... I are, do it and I just forget it. Do you it? think... Well, I have a question. I have a question for Marlon because it's interesting when you said that about the agent. That was probably more complicated than you made that sound because it's not always that easy for people. Right. Do you think it's easier? And this is you too, Doug. Do you think it's easier today if you land in LA, whatever, chasing Hollywood dreams? Do you think it's easier to get an agent today or harder than it was, say, 20 years ago? Harder. I think harder, harder today. Yeah. I think it's harder today harder. too. I think it's it's weird. I don't I don't think this town everybody may I could be wrong. I feel like the town everybody now wants a home run. Nobody wants yes. to grind and nobody wants to work. So everybody is trying to find someone that's already kind of, you know, getting offers rather than I got to go fight where I think certainly when I get in 30 years ago agents, big agents, if they saw like your small little thing they were, they were jumping coming, in. coming after you. Yeah, right? they were coming after yeah, you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, now you got to have followers. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. You know? So how many followers you got? Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm no, hearing. Get started. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's and are you still? But are you still going full time, like on trying to find the next movie, series, whatever? Yeah, I'm doing that, and I'm and I'm writing a lot. You know, I've been I started writing about 25 years ago, and 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 you know, in seminars and the whole thing, and and just get better at writing, and and now I'm a pretty good writer. And now I've got an arsenal of shit that I've written, like 20 screenplays that I've written, one being produced right now, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, Barry you know Barry Josephson? Yeah. Barry, so Barry's producing this latest one that- That's amazing. It's yeah. a movie or a show? It's a movie. It's a World War I music-driven piece about the, the creation of jazz music. Could you write that comment? I could not. <laughs> the, other, the other thing about, about Marlon is that it, it comes uh, more naturally. He's, you know, like McGinley. We had McGinley in here. McGinley- we we're talking yeah, about great. going on auditions. Yeah, yeah. And McGinley is sort of like you, where auditions are not a big thing. Like you get it and you go on it and you go on your audition and you go on your way. You like get Conley it. Like Conley takes six yeah. Xanax. And right. I, I'm like, I have anxiety thinking about like, putting myself on tape for an audition. But there are guys like Marlon and McGinley that just go, don't think anything of it. What yeah, do you think yeah, about right? the whole self taping now? Are you a fan That's of this? Or funny you say that. I was just, I was just about to chime in on that. I've got to do a self tape when I get back home. Right. <laughs> you know. I know the people. There are people who hate it. I guess it's a love hate relationship with mm -hmm. it. Again, you know, again on this one take thing, it's um, I like it because it's I one take. I set up the camera, I do the thing, I read the thing, and I do one take, and then I, I shut need it off and I this send it out for Sarah and Zulai. So you're not you you're not do. working twenty times. You're like, this no. is who I am. You can you clearly can but he's see also what I do. Off and you can book. He's, all, he's also off book and shit. He's that's what, that's what I'm saying. They he's got an audition process down. He goes in, he studies his shit, and he does it, and he knocks it out. Yeah. But if you can do it in one, would you prefer to be in front of the casting director and producers? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd much rather. I'd much rather because you know you, you want to see the reaction. Right? It's like right. stage. You want to see the, the audience's reaction. Everybody says that. Maybe you know? I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> you like everybody? Gary Cole, Marlon, Sheila Jaffe says that you're light years better off to be able to do it in front of a casting director that can give you a note. 
or can or you? Oh, like of you said, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you want to adjust somebody, but especially you know. If but there is something take. to like a big audition where if you can take your time with it and and do a few different ways till you're comfortable, you know, there is something to the self tape. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there, there are people who do it. That I just, I, I here's the thing. I, I, something I realize as as a as a character actor. You said something actually in the commentary on 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 one of the DVD commentaries that that. I had never thought of until you said it. Ooh, let's Ooh. teach a lesson. What's right? going on? Lessons from Doug Ellen. Go you, ahead. You, you were, it was you and Jerry and I think and Dylan. Yeah, Kali didn't show. Right. <laughs> I hear that's a thing. I was, right. I was busy that, that day. Bro. Sorry. <laughs> but you're, uh, it was the, um, the scene where I'm in the, the garage, mm-hmm. the turtle, right? And the whole, that, that whole thing. So I'm staring daggers through the turtle. And you said, they, they said something about the scene and, and something about what I was doing. And you said, you know, there's something about this. There's something about comic actors, and then you went on to say something else, and I went to, and I thought, I, I never saw myself as a fucking comic actor. You know, yeah. right? But you said that, and I went, I think he's right. But you know what? I'm right. not sure I am because Gary Cole said the same thing. Gary said I have never tried to be funny. Right. I do grounded comedy. I bring the right. character in, and it's up to the audience whether they find it funny. So um, it what? is. It is interesting. But you do, and it's not that you're not a great dramatic actor. You just you have a funny. I, it I would say, like by the way, I would say the same thing about uh, he's got the Gary Cole thing, yeah. where he's kind of playing it straight, and it's yeah. just funny. Yeah, straight. Yeah, I think I I I think so. What I'm getting at is I I figured out that. You have to, and so I tell younger actors when I talk to them, is you have to figure out what you're selling, right? That's this town. I mean, you can go anywhere else and do theater and, and you know, you play King Lear and be whatever. You can be a black guy and play, any, you know, play a woman. Right. But it, out here to work, you're selling a thing. So what is your, what are you? What is your, what is your, uh, your commodity, right? So you have to figure that out. And, and I, I call it the essence of you. You have to figure out the essence of you. And that's what you bring to every audition. I mean, we all think, every actor thinks they can do anything, right? right. Oh, I can play that. Hollywood doesn't want you to play anything. There's a couple of actors that they want to see do anything, Gary. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Uh, uh, Johnny Depp to a degree. Everyone else is a thing. You know what you're getting from that guy. So you have to figure out exactly what it is that they're, they're getting from you. And I figured out what they're getting from me. What is that? I call him, I call him the angry black guy. But he's not, what it is really is I don't want to be anywhere that I am. Everywhere I am and whoever I'm talking to, I don't want to be there. And you feel that. And I don't want to talk to Turtle. I don't want to talk to fucking drama. I don't want to talk to, you know, you're right. I don't want to be putting the stereo shit in this fucking house. I don't want Turtle (laughs) talking to my daughter. And I bring that to every role that that I am. And with comedy, it's drama is drama with timing, right? So you have to have really, you have to know timing. So everything I do is all dramatic. Like you said, you know, you, I just play it straight and I add a bit of timing to it. And then, and then it becomes funny. It's funny because when I think about that scene um, in the, what do you call it? In the studio, I guess, whenever you guys are on those couches, which I honestly haven't watched since we talked about the episode, but I can still remember the scene. I feel like you're enjoying it. I feel like you're enjoying their uh, their 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 company almost, and you like selling. Well, they obviously the he obviously yeah, yeah. warms up to you know Rufus warms up to drama and turtle, right? They strike a, a soft spot with him at some point, right? And they become I, friends. Well, he I I I like I like turtles. I'm going to give him shit. I decided 
<laughs> that I didn't like, that Rufus did not like drama. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say right? again? I'm trying, like he doesn't, like you're shocked he's Vincent Chase's brother, I think, right? Like, yeah, he says, you might, you, know, you might know me, I'm his brother. And I say, no. And I turn back to Turner. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? And he's, he's befuddled. I remember after it was over, when Larry, Larry Charles came up to me, he goes, why don't you like drama? <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, yeah. Right? I said, I don't know. Yeah. I just decided Rufus doesn't like drama. <laughs> you know? So he so he he'll do he's doing stuff like when he shows when he, when I show up for the Nash, the you know the install the stuff at the house. He's doing it because turtle because of turtle. He doesn't he wouldn't want to be there. Right. right? Oh, interesting. He doesn't know you. He it's doesn't know Vince. So if if, the, he, if just if you take turtle out of the equation, no deals on yeah, no deals like, uh, on equipment. I love no, it. he's like this shit costs 190,000. I can get it from anybody. Why the fuck am I hanging out? I kind of like turtle. Yeah. I kind of like don't him date my daughter. Yeah. But I exactly. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Does Which he, is interesting. When he's dating your daughter, does that change? I mean, cuz then you really seem like well, you're just looking at Well, like, let's get back there. So do you Doug, do you have any recollection of how this comes about cuz that was season 1 and then this is in season 3. Well, right. I know we wanted to find a relationship for Jerry. Um, they had a lot of chemistry too. They yeah. really did. Lauren they really London did. was awesome. Yes. And she was actually, because everyone asked what, what happened. She got a movie or something so she could not come she back. She was on her way up the yeah. ladder. Lauren London. So oh, she was probably unavailable. Yeah. yeah, she was unavailable. So however, though, the story comes about, you know, I just remember when we were thinking about, you know, like Kevin said earlier, when you find an actor that you like, you know, it's a very strange thing, and it doesn't mean anyone's better than anybody else. But when a writer finds an actor that he likes, all of a sudden you you just feel like you could write, write so the voice. Yeah. When, much you, when stuff. you find their voice. Yeah. So I mean, I know there were discussions like it's weird bringing bringing someone back as something else. But now when I watch it, it's not weird at all. We wasted a lot of time even talking. Well, about I mean, it. At, the, about at the end of the day, <laughs> it's you're not bringing him back as someone else. You're bringing him back, but it's completely feasible that yeah. Rufus, you know, if you're in the stereo game, that you also might have a daughter or yeah, might have a second a, a different hustle, right? You yeah, got, yeah, he's an you open up the shop right? a couple years later. Yeah, sure, I didn't sure. think it was weird yeah. at all. I'm not sure why it need. Oh, that's why because, yeah, it's it's kind of like that's why it was weird because instead of them meeting at a stereo store, we're meeting at a body collision shop. So, but I think everybody bought it and bought nobody cared. Anybody. People, nobody just, cared. People yeah. just liked you, but I think certainly stranger things have happened in terms of running into people. You know, along listen, the way. Ari's, well, Ari's, Ari's, lost, yeah. Ari's lost children on this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dana Gordon had children then couldn't get pregnant. There's all sorts of shit that I, I screwed <laughs> up on. So that's the least of the problems. But in the second episode, when you come in, I mean, did you come in and go, okay, now I don't like Turtle or, or I'm just like really it's protective? It's interesting because you liked story? Turtle in the beginning and now he's, you know, now he's different. Yeah, now it it's, wasn't drama or you would have been, would have been a real problem. It would have been a real problem. <laughs> but with Turtle, it was, well, it's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll do this repair because it's Turtle. Yeah. Right. That's all. Right. Why are you looking at my fucking daughter? Right. He's like, no, no, I'll do the car. Keep this personal shit out of your thing. Right. And now it becomes this. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I want you hanging out with my daughter. You know, That's funny. I don't know if you remember the whole scenes, but when we talked about the episode and I don't remember exactly what Jerry says now, but well, he asked for your permission. Yeah. But then he asks her out in like a, like a little bit of a game way with a with a yeah, with yeah, a yeah, yeah. Doug Doug called himself out on like maybe like a weird writing choice. Yeah, because I think you <laughs> would have been really annoyed the way he asked her out in front of you. It was kind of like 
I don't hey, know. I bet you if you knew when these yeah, new sneakers yeah. are coming in, yeah, I'll bet I you just, dinner or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, as opposed like to like, hey, right. well, you just you want to go out to dinner tonight? Yeah, I didn't. I only had a two year old at the time, but if like a kid said that to my daughter in front of me like that, I'd be like, well, just speak like a fucking human. What's the weird thing? But that was the thing. I think I, I, I think Rufus bought into the he bought into the awkwardness of it, you know, and 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 the balls that this kid's got, like. Well, you're gonna ask her out. You gotta ask her out in front of me. And so I was like, in front of you, he's like, yeah, that's the way it fucking goes. If you, yeah. you know, and and he did it. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, I can I can roll with that. Yeah, right. I was it's just very surprised. New York very too. It's, yeah. a, it's also you know very uh, Godfather, <laughs> yeah. very Goodfellas of of turtle yeah. to ask her, 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 which, by her way, daughter's hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking yeah. of Goodfellas, Paul Servino died Passed today. Did you saw that, that, which is sad. I don't know if you ever had a chance to work with him, but uh, no, no, I I actually wrote a role for him in and in in there's a movie that I wrote that. That's a supernatural comedy, and yeah. I wrote the lead role for him. That's uh, terrible. And Rob so, Rob Weiss, you know, kind of discovered his daughter Mira, who won the Oscar uh, right. for um, uh, that Woody Allen movie. And um, he just, used to live in my building, Paul. Yeah, really? used to be neighbors. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, just just sad. Uh, you know, we're, I do know. I'm not a. I'm not a. I don't know. I was a sports fan. You know, uh, Dwight Smith. Um, play for the Cubs. Yeah. And then for the Braves, uh, he died a couple of days ago. Right. I didn't see that, but I, yeah, he was like on Dwight Smith. Dwight Smith, yeah. I say that because I'm not a big sports fan, but Dwight and I grew up together, and we we're two of the guys who, where I, as far as I can remember, we're the two guys who, at our generation, got out of this small town. It's a really small town, yeah, right? And I joined the army, and Dwight was playing farm team for the Cubs, and then he started playing the majors. So it was like there, there, there's a sign. I think it was a roadway that got named after him a few years ago. It's like you know Dwight. Smith Highway or in something. South Carolina. In South Carolina. Well, we need one for you now. What the fuck? Nine <laughs> AT and T commercials. Nine auditions. Give him a 1. goddamn sign. Seventeen <laughs> on the air. I mean, that's crazy. It's amazing. So, what? Yeah, yeah, you, what's your favorite besides Entourage? Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite working experience in this business? Where were you like, God, man, this is just like what I want to be doing. This is just awesome. A uh, buddy of mine wrote a an independent film and. Um, it's a uh, remember New Jack City? Of course. Yes. It's like a new New Jack City. It's called Blue Hill Avenue. And uh he'd done this one film, uh, and uh, and we became friends um on this other film that I, I, that I had no part of. But then he started writing us this next film that he got funded and he said, I'm writing a role for you in my in my next film. I said, What's the role? He goes, Well, it's a pimp. I'm like, dude, I I can't do, I mean something. He goes, No, I'm telling you, you're gonna love this fucking role, Bubba. So he wrote this, wrote this role, it's this pimp. Who um who ultimately has to has the dilemma of he's got to kill his own son, he's got to tell his son that he's his father, he, that his kid didn't know, and then he's got to kill him to save his own life, and uh, it's that that role was great, and and one is because of the role and because of the, because of the film and the story, but the other was the shot in Canada, and when I got the role, I said, how do you see this character, and he said, I. You do whatever you want to do with it. Show up on set and do whatever you want to do with it. I'll see you in Canada in six wow. weeks. So that was my. So I had six weeks to do whatever. So I picked the wardrobe and I've got a. I got a wig and the hair. I got a hat done. The whole thing. So the first time he saw me was in character on set. But I got to do that. That whole no thing. issues because I was worried about something. Like that. You should have walked on with like Johnny Depp's Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> accent. Like, That's you how said I saw him. You want. What, yeah, if, what if he went just a little too far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But it's all, he, uh, he had no problem with it. Just loved it. You know, uh, just gave you the blank. So it's creative total blank freedom. Canvas, which, creative which, freedom. Which, which actors don't get? Yeah. That's why it was my favorite. That's that's my favorite thing, other than the Entourage thing, because I you guys didn't give me any notes on Entourage. There was no. Well, I, I think Rufus. It was like no, no, just. Right. Do what you're doing, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, which I mean, is what, which the same thing Larry Charles did for on Curb. 
He was like, you, you said, you're going to arrest, you're going to pull Larry over and arrest him for stealing too many napkins and just do whatever you do. That's great. Like, and do they give you a time, do, do you have a time frame on something like that scene-wise? Do they say, uh, I mean, it's just in general on curb. Is it like, all right, this is just so you guys know, this is roughly three minutes no. before, before you have to have them in cuffs. It's just, you just go. No, just go. <laughs> just go. Which, again, you just don't, I mean, I, I guess that's one is why curb is such a great show and why everybody wants to be on it because, you don't get that kind of, you know, this, of course. You know, you know, as well, you don't get that kind of freedom to do this. You know, people down your throat and it rest, you know, louder, faster, you know, stand over there and do this. It's like, oh, fuck, man, you're taking all the fun out of it. You know, Dylan, you know, Dylan was doing that scene with Larry and, and Jeremy on the show, and he was terrified. Um, I spoke really? to him the Dylan, night before. Dylan's I'm like, a structure guy. Yeah, he's like, I need okay, dialogue. What am I going to say? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But you better come up with something. And, you know, you better be ready. He killed it. But that was, you know, it was, it was an interesting process because I'm a very big, and it's not that I don't like improv. I'm, if it works, great. But I'm yeah, very yeah. big on precise, like, absolute, like, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And when we did that scene and we just get there and I just said, okay, uh, you know, um, or uh, you're mad at Ari because he gave uh, he gave away Laker tickets and Larry David's like you know one of my idols so okay. you know, Larry Charles brought him on and I'm kind of sitting there and they were all like huddling around and I felt very uncomfortable like trying to tell Larry David anything and Larry Charles was talking to him and they Larry David just he didn't understand why he would ever yell at Ari about Laker tickets he's like I wouldn't do that and it's interesting because. Like you were saying with your choices, sometimes I just don't think about they need the choices. I just go, that's that's what's happening. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. But I get it. And he needed a choice. And I was just like, it seemed so obvious to me, but I was legitimately scared to walk up to him. And I'm like, okay, well, what if he promised you these tickets and you were planning on going and then the last second he canceled and you turn on the TV and there's... um. Uh, what's his name? Well, uh, somebody filling in for him. Yeah, but it was uh, you know. Vin Diesel. Fa- thank you, Fast and Furious. Okay. So, and he goes, "Oh, I I got it." And I I almost thought they were making fun of me because it seemed so obvious. And then they did the scene, and I was like, I didn't have to do anything else. That's and so I was like, "Wow, why do I waste all my time writing?" <laughs> you know, right, right, right. And Dylan loved it also. So, have you done a lot of other things that are just pure improv, or no? I mean, in on on camera rather than theater. Mm, no. Yeah. No, I, I, I get I get asked. Well, commercials. Yeah, always want you to right. Right, you know, they want you to play a little bit. They always want you to play a little bit, and I I, I just fucking, every time somebody they say it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Don't you have a copywriter here? <laughs> right. Didn't you pay that guy eighty million dollars to write this thing? That's <laughs> fun. But I'll do it. But you know, I mean, I'll, I'll do it, and then yeah. it's fine. And, and but I not a lot of it. And I and I and I I'll ask. I I asked one time. I did um. This funny re- response from a from a director. Um, I got uh, I did War of the Worlds, right? There's one scene in War of the Worlds, and uh, which is great. I mean, you go and audition and get this role, and uh, so it's just me. It's me and Tom Cruise, and and Spielberg is directing. And the scene is this plane has crashed in front of his house, and he's coming out of the basement, and you know, and, I, and I'm dragging this this food tray and I just want to get this thing open and eat because I'm part of this news crew and I've lost my hearing and we're just hungry. And he's asking me questions about this, about this crash, the way it was originally written. And uh, so we go through it a time or two. And I said to Steven, I said, is there, is there any way I can say less? He's less. What, who, what actor wants to say less? <laughs> On one of my movies. Yeah, right, say, right. would want fewer dialogue. Yeah, I, because uh, I said, I, he's not, there's no reason for him to have a conversation with this guy. He just wants to get 
He hasn't eaten. He just wants to get this thing open, get some food, get back in the van, get ra- and get away from these fucking monsters. He doesn't give a shit about having a conversation with this guy. And he turns to, to uh, the writer, who's David Kep. And he said, can you go and write less for me? He said, yeah. You know? <laughs> so I said, that was, that was all. You know? so, so less improv, but I, I, I like saying. Did you have any uh, reservations about saying to Mr. Spielberg, uh, you know, I'd like. To no. no. So it was a comfortable set. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's also saying like, look, I, 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 I'm so confident that this is what's best for the scene that I'm, I'm willing to lose dialogue over it. That's right. Right. So right. I, he's going to respect that. And if he didn't think so, believe me, he would have said, I appreciate your thought, but we're going to go with as scripted. Absolutely. Right? right. And I think that's, that's, an, that's another thing, another lesson for, for, for actors, any actor, I would say young actors, but any actor is you're as important as anybody else on the set. I mean, that's, that's why you're here. Every, this, these, this, the creator of the show, the writer of the thing, the direct, they all got together and said, that guy. So you're not, you know, you're not an accident being on set. So you don't have to apologize to anybody, right? Because you're just as important. Just don't be a dick when you get there, right? Say the shit the writer wrote, stand where the director says, you know, do the thing that you did in the audition that they hired you for. And then, you know, you, then Spencer Tracy, right? Don't bump into the fucking furniture. Right. <laughs> right. You know? So sure I do, right? So I take that, I, I take that when I go to, you know, to any set. There's not any arrogance about it. It's like, I'm, I'm equally as important as, you know, as a camera operator. Right. Everybody here has a job to do, and this is mine. And I've got to do it just like that guy's got to do it. They're going to fire me or they're going to fire that, going to fire whoever's not doing their job. So my job is to show up and do 130% of what it is that show up on time, know your lines, don't bump into the fucking furniture, right? That's like Doug's dream come true. Do you see that? That's all Doug wants out of actors. Don't bump into the That's furniture. All he, That's well, it. no, be prepared. Be on time. Yeah. Be pleasant. Be easy to work with. Be easy to work with. Be easy to work with. You know, every time I hear about some actor who's difficult to or read about some actor who's difficult to work with, well, why are you here? Yeah. Why are you in the way? There's 800 guys who want to do that job. And you're, right. getting a, you're getting a chance to do that job on a show that they're paying you to do, and you're, you're being a jerk? Yeah. I don't get it. It is kind of backwards. It is amazing when, when, when you see people who are just, because we know when we work together, we just did this pile together, which you will, will be coming for if the show actually goes. But um, I look forward to that. We just had such a great time, right? I mean, it was yeah. just like, it, was, it wasn't work. I mean, it wasn't right. work. It wasn't work, though. It was just, and that's how it should be. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I don't want to compare anything we do because it's mostly dialogue-based compared to Spielberg, who's who's trying to figure out how all the CGI is going to come together. No, but a good experience on set. It's a good experience on set. When it's everybody's positive and you have a good, dare you say, wow, I had a great time at work today. And honestly, I do. I actually want everybody to leave and go, that was awesome. And then when people come in and do say, which I think, I don't think it's just because we're here. A lot of people have said that was the best experience I ever had was on Entourage. And I, I like that a lot because... We wanted it to be. It's a. It was a great a, time. Such know? a great experience, you know. And I, I mean, it was. It was before, you know, it's three seasons. Is right. So season it's, one and season three. Yeah. yeah. So it's before everything. I mean, I, I don't know how. How was it? How was it? Five seasons, six seasons down the road. Better. Was it better know? because well, we it was, were under it was a lot always of stress. The same, but the core. Look, the core. Look, there's always whatever. Uh, but well, listen. But loose chips. No, but on, bag, on but, that episode right, that you right. were on. By the way, I made that up. A few loose chips, and I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> for the most part, I guess I'm going to steal it. But the, 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 I think you're referring core, to Dylan's little pieces the, of Cheetos. In the his core. Bags. The core group of us got along really well all okay. the way through. But that, that episode, for instance, I mean, first of all, Jimmy Kimmel was just becoming Jimmy Kimmel. So. We we were right. not, and and thank God for Jimmy Kimmel. But by the way, you can almost see it in the show. Jimmy had no idea who the fuck we were. 
I'm not sure why he did it. But it wasn't because he saw the show and loved it. Right, right. We, I knew him from the man HBO, show, but I didn't know, I didn't know him well. So even when he, when he introduces drama coming out, you could tell that he has no idea who he is. Um, but that episode was so from stress. I mean, from the script to start was so much stress and so much anxiety, and we're all getting to know each other. In fact, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but on that set, day one, walking through the Kimmel thing. I needed something, and I saw a crew guy, and I said, hey, do me a favor and uh, get me Gary Goldman on the walkie-talkie, who is our AD. And the guy goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I told Doug, you always looked like a tourist because he had his camera on his shoulder. I'm like, they probably thought you were a PA, right? But I, right actually, look, I actually love it because you know this business. There's a lot of people that would have been like, who the fuck am I, motherfucker? Right, right, right. right. And I looked at him, I go... I think you might want to, you couldn't even say Google, but I remember, I think you might want to ask around. I don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. But then I just walked just away. Just get me Gary it. Goldman. Just, just get yeah, me just, Gary yeah. Goldman. Please get me Gary yeah, Goldman. Just, do, just do, me, do me the solid. But that's how new yeah. we were, and that's how how little we knew. I mean, I don't know how the hell we got, oh, I do know how we got it. Larry Charles got us, Luke Wilson. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Plus, it was an HBO show, so, you know, whatever. They're connected people. They make yeah. a call over to Kim. It was no sweat off his back. We held his audience. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That was an extra half hour of work for him. Yeah, I it was mean, totally fine. But we, right, yeah, it, it wasn't fun. easy. We could not. I mean, I think we tried to get Letterman or something. Who, who knows? But anyway, Jimmy <laughs> was great, but he had no idea what the show was. And if you really watch him as he introduces He's drama, like, you can tell. What am I doing yeah. here right now? This <laughs> is <laughs> crazy. I, I got to go back. I got to go watch it. I got to go watch now, it. now, Jimmy, I think but, it's your best work. Anyway, so. Well, there, are well, a lot of, there are a lot of sets you go on. I mean, you know, you, you, that con knows. I mean, that you go on and you're like, oh, fuck, this, I hate being here. Right? Yeah. I just hate being here. I had to pull a director aside once and, 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 and threatened to quit <laughs> because because one of the uh, one of the actors was being a dick. Yeah, you know, it, it was is, just such a brutal experience. You're like, I don't even want to do this. I'd rather just go home. I'd rather just go home. Right. You know, and uh, and he, I said, listen, you need to tell that those actual female actress, and um, yeah, it wasn't good. And I, so I, she started to say something to me, and I said, hold on a second. And I went and got the director, and I said, you need to tell her not to speak to me anymore while we're here or I'm walking off this thing and I'm fine with that. So he went and had a conversation with her so she didn't talk to me for the next two days. Such a shame. And for all, all I, I know it's, you know, now it's 2022 so there's mental health and there's all yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah. But the reality is is just come to work and be fucking pleasant and be prepared. That's be easy it. to work with. Because be, it is hard to, to get these jobs. When somebody man. calls and asks yeah. about you, it's great. Yeah. Hire him. And, uh, exactly. That's what you want That's exactly hear. right. Hire right. him. He's great. You know? and, I, and I would say that about you. You were a, a pleasure to work with. I know now I was going to ask you how we compare to, to, to Mike Young's sets. I was going to discuss that for a minute. But, you know, you were. You were. You were. It's really hard. And I don't. There's obviously that combination of getting on the right show and being the right performer. But, you know, you did that scene, one scene in that show. And it la it has lasted for a long time because people. Well, enough that DM me two all and a half years it. later, you were like, let's yeah. bring Marlon back for this role. But I don't even yeah, mean yeah, the effect yeah. he had on you guys. But yeah. the audience really, really loved you in, in a very, you know, in, in a in a very quick moment. You Which just is, popped, as, you as a character actor, that's what you want, right? Yeah. Is you want to you, you want to you want to do the thing. That's why I see you have to find out the thing, right? You have yeah. to find the thing you're selling. And that way, hopefully, you know, if you, if you do it right and it lands. 
You know? Yeah. I mean, when you wanted me, you know, you call, uh, Mike called and had me come do, do the pilot with that you guys. Awesome. It was like, of course yeah. I'll come do that. And it was, Who's doing it? Connor is directing. Of course I'll do that shit. And said, you just, just come do the thing because because they appreciate what you do. Let's, before we finish, let's talk yeah. about Connelly so, as a director. There's how, so, there's how so much, that? there's so much going on for a director and, 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 and on Entourage, there's a show where I can't even imagine, but when you, when you have an actor standing in front of you, that's one less thing that you have to worry about right. that you know that that's taken care of. Right. Right. Free throw. He's going to drop How over was Connelly as a director? Great. We had a good time. You, you gave that answer a little. We shot in four days. <laughs> no, was, no, we had a we had a we had a blast. No, we had a, we, we actually, had a blast. And it's to say it's a, it's essentially the same thing. It's that that's what I that's what I'm shooting for is, is what you just said. Essentially, is I don't want anybody to worry about me. Yeah. You hire me and and let me do what I do. And I I, I promise you. It'll be 130%. I promise you. If if this scene doesn't work, it's because of the asshole I'm working against. Right. right. It ain't because of me. Right. You know? When you push the button on you and you send you go and you're gonna go, you're gonna land on the other side, you're gonna touch down on the other side. And, Absolutely. And it's one thing that a, a director doesn't have to worry about. So it's a great thing. Well, Which is kind of what you've been saying with regards to actors coming in. When somebody comes in and you see it, you're like, thank God. Yeah. Please stop bringing actors in. We right. Got right. our guy. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. So. All well, right. You you were. You were great. A pleasure to work with. You've always been awesome. We've and he's a good dude, through. too, man. He's I a good dude. Well, we've sure sort of texted, and I don't even know. We've talked over the years, but I really haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a minute so, and a half. And you look, you he look looks, great. <laughs> Douglas, you're so jealous. You're like, look at him. He looks, he looks 25 years. Well, because <laughs> you think he was old? <laughs> you know what? Normally, I'm like with Gary Cole. I'm just enamored by how fucking great his hair he's is. He's like, love Gary Cole's hair. He's, he's got, got great, great hair. hair. Oh, it's great hair. Weird hair obsession. But you look exactly the same. He does look exactly the same. I mean, he looks exactly the same. So. So anyway, pleasure having you. It's and, great. Thank you. And we will, we will, we will find something. For we you will work together and ramble great, on. Man. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm in town. So we're psyched to have you. All right, we, uh, awesome. we'll be back uh, soon. I don't know yeah. what else you got to say. Thank you the podcast. That's it. Oh, and we got merch. Look at that shirt. We got merch. Medellin. That's not just my name. That's Medellin. I'm going to Medellin for Christmas. That's it. <laughs> Medellin. Medellin. Sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. I I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she is waiting for me just across the bar. My seat's been taken by some sunglasses.